Last month, the Papua New Guinea government announced it was giving more money to churches to have them do more in the areas of health and education and other key sectors. The money is to be 10% of earnings from state businesses. Komol Petroleum Holdings Limited, which has a significant shareholding in the ExxonMobil LNG project, and Komol Minerals Holdings Limited, which has shares in Okteri and Pogero gold mines. But the PNG Institute of National Affairs Executive Director, Paul Barker, told Don Wiseman the churches want to focus on their main business of saving souls and not take on more of the government's responsibilities. It's certainly uh, important to recognise the big role that the churches do play, and as you say, health, education, but including in rural air services, for example, with Mission Aviation Fellowship and others. But on the other hand, the churches themselves don't want to take on these extra roles. They say, look, we have our church functions, they're our primary functions, but we also very much recognise our commitment to providing educational and health and other opportunities. But please don't ask us to take over your government functions. So the responsible church leaders sort of are recognising that there are functions for the government and there are sound areas for partnership, but they don't want to take over the entire government functions. I suppose there are some issues that arise where many players in government are very affiliated with certain churches, and to some extent there are real hazards where government is trying to use churches to influence voices and engage in the political spectrum. I mean, we've long had some church leaders, pastors, priests who've actually become government ministers, and sometimes that's been reasonable. But at the same time, there's a hazard when you're trying then to use the church voices by basically buying off the church, if you like. Your organisation, the Institute of National Affairs, it's pretty obvious in your name, but you look at the the key issues in the country. Is the government here abrogating its responsibility? Well, yes. The government has 1,400 or so government institutions. Most of them are not functioning or not functioning effectively, and they need to be addressed. The problems of those institutions need to be addressed. Government institutions need to be rationalized and made effective because they do consume a very considerable amount of of public funds. And many of them are in desperate need of funding, but they could certainly be improved in their performance delivery if they were were managed more effectively, if you didn't have all the cronyism, political appointees to, to boards, to to management and so on. And diverting further funds away from those government services is problematic. At the same time, when in fact, of course, the churches that are delivering those health, education, sometimes transport functions are also inadequately funded to perform those specifically targeted roles. Now, taking broad hunks of money and just putting it into the churches is not going to address those sorts of issues. It's a funny old setup with the money because it's 10%, I guess, of the net earnings of the Kummel companies, and that could be a significant amount of money. But year on year, it's going to be different. It's going to be very difficult for these church organisations to plan long term. Very much so. 
it comes back to the issues of those state-owned corporations, the uh, Kummels. As in the past, the money should be going into the government to be allocated through normal government processes. But they're sort of increasingly operating as parallel budget processes. So, as, as I say, a, lo- a lot of the government system has inadequate funds for key priorities, and yet you've got the Kummels dishing out money for sometimes worthy causes, but not being planned in a proper process of prioritization. Some of the funds that are going into the Kummels should have been going into the Sovereign Wealth Fund to iron out disparities between the good years and the bad years, and also to plan for the future as well, as well as addressing equalization problems, addressing what they call the Dutch disease or the resource curse, where you're you're distorting the economy when suddenly you have big flows of funds coming in from outside, and then other times you're not. So there are a lot of issues there that the approvals for the Sovereign Wealth Fund have been made, and yet they've never actually been activated. And you have these kummels that sometimes are sitting on large sums of money at the same time that priority road maintenance, wharf maintenance, school funding, school meals, health services are crying out for funds. And as I say, that's both church health services, education services, and and the government ones, because they're sort of managed together. Given the antipathy that you refer to within the churches over this issue, is the whole thing a fait accompli? Is the government going to go ahead regardless, or are there going to be protests about it? Well, I mean, one has to sort of wonder whether there was a factor in the timing of this. You know, you've got votes of no confidence coming up in potentially uh, in the new year, or at least they're allowed to come up. And so at this stage, we've been seeing six new ministries being created. You're seeing a, a number of measures, major funding commitments, engagements overseas, and so on. Some of it looks like a lot of drive and energy, and some of it looks as if it could be an effort to stay off attempts by opposition parties or members to have a go at ousting the government and stalling themselves. So you've got a lot of issues happening at the same time. And and frankly, there's a lot of unreality in some of, of what's being announced and some of the major commitments that the government's announcing at this moment of time. Massive increases in this, that and the other. Some of them are very worthy, but some of them are unrealistic and it would be better for government to try and focus on achieving what it really needs to do and doing it well rather than firing in all directions, trying to drive the economy, direct everyone within the economy and push for 101 different mechanisms from special economic zones to massive levels of public investment in infrastructure when a more targeted and systematic approach would be valuable. 